fine. We're live. Does Fifel count as a black person? No. Okay. <laughs> was Fifel Jewish? Isn't that the thing? Exactly. I feel like he's some kind of color. He's some kind of minority. Okay. Laura, did you meet any black people this week? <laughs> Actual black people. Yeah, not cartoon characters <laughs> from your childhood. Um, well, oh, so uh, Ivan and I went to a supermarket in the boondocks because I was looking for yucca and they don't, like yucca is just not readily available in my hood. And what is yucca? Yucca is a root, a very starchy root. Um, people often eat yucca fries and that's what I was trying to make with my Cuban sandwiches. Um, and they were delicious, but we had to go to the boonies. Like, when I tell you we had to drive out, like, 12 miles to get some yucca. But then when we got there, as soon as the supermarket opened, it smelled like home. And all the brown people, the sea of brown people. Oh, and they had piñatas, and one of the piñatas was Donald Trump? Oh, Yo, dear. I took pictures, I took pictures. Dear. Okay, took any, more, any more black people, Laura? <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> Oh, yesterday, or if not day before yesterday, my Uber driver, who's- Are you always in an Uber? (laughs) Girl, I'm part of this club where you get seven Uber rides for $20 a month. I'm sorry, is this an exclusive club or can we all join? Actually, they just gave me my own invite code, so I'm going to slide that in your DMs. I got you, girl. I got you. Okay. okay. But um, my Uber driver- um, He was of- He's Israeli, was born in Israel- but clearly did he wanted to disassociate himself from that. And that was made clear to me because he said he changed his name and at the airport, they always give him a hassle in Israel. Like, why did you change your name? Why did you become so Americanized? Blah, 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 blah. Um, and he lives in like the even whiter, if possible, part of Portland. But the point of the story is him and I, we bonded, we connected. And we said, we're going to fight the good fight and happy 2017. So yeah, those are my black people. So wait, he was a black man who changed his name, and he was yeah. From- he used to have a. He said his first his name used to be religious, um, and he was religious like Jewish or religious like Christian. Or- I did not ask, but I'm gonna go with Jewish, okay, because he's from Israel. But he did also say that his mama married this Ukrainian person. See, my Uber rides be too short. I be trying to know all about <laughs> your life, all about it. I need to have little shows in my. I yeah, I think I think that's a new podcast. I think you need to have <laughs> your own Uber. Okay, all right. How about you? <laughs> Who are you? Um, this week, I stopped in a local bike shop. You know me and the bikes. Um, mm-hmm. Called Rich City Rides in Richmond, California, and it was just filled with people of color, and it was it was great. Wait a minute. Um, this is actually like nearish to you, like how far away from? Yeah. Well, I live. Apparently, I live pretty close to um, a community of people of color. Um, like so within, I've been like within twenty miles. Within, and I've been wand- oh. I've been wandering over there lately on my rides, just trying to explore more and you know take it all in because you know normally on my training rides I want to be out in the open nature or whatever mm-hmm. um, and Richmond is more of a city so it's got you know stoplights and um, yeah. pedestrians which depending on what you're trying to accomplish on the bike that day does not always work but mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. when I have more chill rides I'm, I've been trying to kind of wander around the city and and see what there is to see and so Dope. I stopped there and then I also have been trying to find 
uh, a more economical way of grocery shopping. So I went to another, a new grocery store this week instead of, well, I also went to Trader Joe's, but I tried this other place too. <laughs> was it in the and hood? It wasn't in the hood. It's in, I, I think that's still El Sobrani. The town lines here confuse me, but either way. Um, so there's this lady <laughs> and I was just so excited cause like they have bulk bins and I've just been wanting to buy like, like bulk nuts and berries and whatever. Um, and so I went there and the, the cashier was a black woman and she was like, yeah. thank you so much for writing the numbers. And I was hmm. like, yeah, Aren't of course. supposed to do that? Yeah, she was like, some dude was like, that's not my job. And I was like, oh. <laughs> um, okay, then. Uh, all right. But we had a nice little pleasant exchange. Yeah. Um, and I try and always be a very good customer because I understand working in retail and the, the personalities that come through there. Word. So yeah, those are my black folks this week. Fix it like Jesus. Fix it like Jesus. Fix it like Jesus. Fix it like Jesus. I'm Laura Solis, a black girl living in Portland from the South Bronx. I'm Aisha McGowan, a black girl living in California, and I'm from a lot of places. But where were you born, Aisha? Well, I was born in Atlanta, but I grew up in New Jersey. So, like, whenever someone's like, "Where are you from?" I'm like, "Oh." So oh. what's that you claim? What you claiming? This is my spiel. I was born in Atlanta. I grew up this in New is... Jersey. I went to school in Boston. I lived in New York. And now I live in North California. That's what you get if you ask me that question. You can try and get me to narrow it down, but it's not going to work for you. All right. What's the name of our podcast, Aisha? Fix It Black Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we have more than one yes, queen. <laughs> oh, wait. Can I just say I'm so excited? It's our 10th episode. Is it? Look at us. It's our 10th episode. Well, then we're like, technically, isn't it our 11th episode? Because we had whoa, whoa, a bonus whoa, whoa. That episode. Was, what would iPhone say? That was a 6S. That was not an you know, Okay, but does it not count as a phone? I mean. <laughs> Girl, this is the 10th episode. This one is okay. called episode 10. Number 10. This is the 10th episode. And <laughs> tell us more about your Yas queen. Okay, so Jeanette Epps is. What that is? First African-American astronaut to board the International Space Station. Well, Wait. she will be. She will be. Wait a minute. We haven't had an African-American woman do that already? I guess not. Because <laughs> it Damn. says right here she's going to be the first one. It says Damn. that um, she is from Syracuse, New York, and she will join astronaut Andrew Foistel. I As a flight engineer on Expedition 56 in May 2018. Wow, that's dope. I mean, but I yeah. think that's also a damn shame because Hidden Figures is coming out. And clearly, Agreed. black women put the, the white man on the moon. Agreed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, wait, I have, I have a Yas Queen. Oh, do you? I have another one, but you go first. Go ahead. Uh, they are a group of small brown women. Um, okay. I can say young. So wait, I wait, think small? Them are like, small. So I meant to say young. Oh, like, like, small like children or young adults? Children. Okay. No, they're children. Small. And okay. so Tiny they minutes. are called the radical monarchs. And so think of like the brownies or the Girl Scouts, mm -hmm. except their patches that they get are like Black Lives Matter. And they do. Oh my goodness! Civil... Yes, I know, right? Like, what if this would have been around when we were? Uh, Man, age? we would have been empowered a whole lot sooner. <laughs> exactly, but bus how? And of course, to no surprise, Fox News. And oh Lord, don't you? We're done. No more. I don't need to hear anymore. 
I know where that's going. Go ahead, huh. radical monarchs. Go ahead, girls. I'm Y'all better learn about, about yourselves. Facebook. Thank you. Right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm going to put okay. it on Facebook. And Who's next one? my next one is actually a time-sensitive queen because she is on a Ooh. mission. Well, yeah. she's a queen on a time-sensitive mission. I think she'll be a queen forever, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, Allison Mariella Desir, I believe I'm saying that correctly. If not, somebody will correct me. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the founder of Harlem Run Running Crew. And yes. she is running with, well, three other women. So four women are running from New York City to Washington, D.C. Oh, in order to raise money for Planned Parenthood. No. Because no. I mean, you yes, know I, that so Paul Ryan thing. is out here trying to defund them yet again, trying to defund these folks. Mm. Um, which is obnoxious because I'm going to say, I've been saying this to anybody who will listen, regardless of how you feel about abortion. Oh yeah. They cannot use federal funds for that anyway, but Planned Parenthood does so much for providing um, yeah. healthcare for women, especially women with economic hardship or no health insurance. I have gone to Planned Parenthood with health insurance, mind you, because my lady doctor was unavailable and they were close by. I gave them my insurance card. All went well. And it should be available for the people who don't have the insurance as well. You know so what? Yes, you've been to Planned Parenthood too? I have not. Oh. I was actually afraid to go because it was around the time where they were like blowing them up and like setting Ooh. them on fire. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was like maybe a year or two ago. It's still happening. I'm sure. Yes. I'm sure. Um, Unfortunately. And I'm like, see, I just, I just need a, a women's health exam. See, but interestingly, I um, must admit, I was, I was apprehensive about going because of the stigma. I feel that there is tied to Planned Parenthood. Like, I don't want people to see me going in there thinking. Because this was in the South Bronx. And so I was afraid to go in because I was concerned that someone who knew my mama would see me go in there and be like, do you know Laura got an abortion? And it's like, that's not why I was there. Oh, no. Um, But they do other things. I know. But, like, that's what they're known for, unfortunately. Like, for better or worse. That's what they're known for most. And there's so much more than that. Um, But I don't think anybody saw me because my mama never came to me and asked me if I had gotten an abortion that day. But... Yeah, give your money to Planned Parenthood. I am concerned about the fact that they're doing this in January. It is cold as F. They're running from Harlem to D.C.? So Laura is trying to sound all high and mighty right now, but what she's not telling you is that our ridiculous behinds <laughs> rode our bicycles this from ain't New York City to D.C. in the polar vortex of February, of February of 2014. Oh, so she damn. has no right to question these women's motivation. See, if you believe in something enough, you're going to go out there and you're going to do what you got to do. You're right. You're right. You're All right. right. So can, I, can we throw some money at them? Like, how can we support them? We're going to post this. Um, I think her Instagram is Powdered Feet. P-O-W-D-E-R-E-D-F-E-E-T. And I'm pretty sure if you go to her Instagram, you can find the things you need to find to give them the money you want to give them. Cool. We'll post this. But we'll post it so you can also find it through us if you need to. Cool. So this week for Trump transition. Mm -hmm. So we all knew that Omarosa was going to find her way into the cabinet. um, And she has. So she is going to... What is the position that they gave her? Coon. No, Laura. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That is not her official title. Okay. Would you like to explain what that very foul word means? 
since you just throwing that out there. <laughs> All right. When I think of Coon, I think of the black person who would have been shucking and jiving for master. What's for shucking and jiving, Laura? Oh, dang it. Oh, <laughs> the people in the back. There's so many. I, I want to demonstrate, but I can't. But it's Please like don't. putting on a show, if you will. <laughs> putting on a show to please Massa and doing... Who's Massa? Your slave master. Oh, okay. okay. Because the way my black skin is set up, um, that's what would have been the case. But, and doing these things to please your white master, your white slave master, knowing damn well it is doing absolutely nothing to help your people, your fellow brown folks, your fellow cotton pickers, even the house dude. I don't want to call him the N-word. So basically... The, the nice way of saying it is you're a sellout. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. Okay, so back to, back to the topic of Amarosa. Oh, yeah, that's she why we were talking been, about her. <laughs> she has been um, officially named Assistant to the President and Director of Communications for the White House Office of Public Liaison. So that is her title. Assistant to the President. Assistant? A t- assistant. Mm-hmm. Assistant. <laughs> Oh, on purpose. Mm -hmm. Okay. Assistant to the president and director of communications for the White House Office of Public Liaison. Right. Moving on. Let's move Um, on. The Senate votes to repeal Obamacare, 51-48. And now apparently all of the the states that uh, voted for Trump are the ones who are like, that had the, the, the most... Obamacare, Obamacare. and they're the ones that are like terrified now. They're like, mm. "Oh, what are we? Uh, what have we done? <laughs> Got us fucked up, is what you done? Sorry. But can we keep? Can we keep our health care? though? can we? Can we keep our health care? <laughs> like, can we have Trump and, and keep the? No, can, not no. okay. No, it's not how this works. Yeah. So, well, there you go. <laughs> Thank you for the Trump transition information. Mm. Let us move on. <laughs> right? Is the inauguration next week? No, that's two weeks. Not right? following on the twentieth. Okay. Okay. I have no sense of date. So I think it's on a Friday. Oh, thankfully I'm off that day. It sure is. I'm gonna be drinking some liquor, some brown liquor. That's what, <sighs> that's what I'm gonna be doing. Fix a black cheese. <laughs> Seriously. All right. Um, speaking of that, though, um, are you going to any of these women's marches? Because I'm sure there's one in Portland. I wanted to ask you the same thing. Um, no, unless, unless mm-hmm. I find one that is being led and supported by people that look like me. Okay. And those groups do exist out here in Portland. Let me, I mean, as much of a white well, landy as I it is, there are those groups do exist. There are subgroups that are marching within the larger march. Like, we are going, like... Black girls who don't like Trump. I just made up that group. But we're yeah. going to <laughs> march hashtag, in the women's... Hashtag. Yeah, right? The march on Portland or whatever. In mm-hmm. I've seen that... them on my page, but all yeah. the ones that I've seen so far have been white women. And you know what? They might be well-meaning, but <sighs> I am I am not here for that right now. I'm I... here to be with my people. That's what I would I'm rather be at home with my husband than... Yeah. If I can't find a group, I'm going to be home with my brown liquor. and uh, Which, by the way, my brown liquor is honey liqueur. I don't drink honey, but that's a whole other story. Um, so, yeah, how about you? I guess you'll be home with, with the husband. 
Yeah, I mean, I went to D.C. for the last two inaugurations for Obama, and mm-hmm. it was great. And just the idea of being outside in the cold for this dude, I'm just... Not here for it. No, I'm not. And, you know, with the whole lack of intersectionality that I am very confident is the case where I live. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I could take that on top of having to deal with the fact that Donald Trump is becoming president on that day. So I think it's a lot. I think I just want to be at home and like chill, maybe play some video games, watch some movies and let the world burn outside of my doors just for the day. Cause, you know. Exactly. Because the next day. The fight continues. So the fight, the fight ain't stopping. No, can't, can't stop, stop, won't stop. stop. <laughs> Bad boy for life. Okay. Um. <laughs> um, but along those lines, I guess. So there's this conversation that you and I have had before in bits and pieces about allies versus co-conspirators. Um, and I feel like we've sort of been putting off this conversation for a few episodes. But yesterday, I had a conversation with someone who I admittedly assumed was a, I guess first we should define ally and co-conspirator, where at least my definition is a co-conspirator is the person that's going to be down there in the trenches with me. That's like my ride or die. Like we out here. We about to do this. We about to get the thumping. We need to do this together. Versus a person that's wearing a safety pin and they feel like that is all they need to do in order to show that they are in support of the black, the black lives. Yeah, I feel like an ally is a supporter. And it's like, that, I'm, uh, that's not enough. It's just, uh, it just makes me, <clears throat> it makes me very frustrated because I understand that for some folks, that's a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. like that's the, a big step for them, sure. Like the history of racism in our country, just having a mindset where you're not negatively, actively working against me is a huge step, but it's not enough to stop this problem. Exactly, it's not um, And I think with allyship, it's like the whole idea of an ally is somebody that is working, you're working mutually, you're working together, you give, I give back. Yeah. And it's like, I don't have anything else to give you, honey. I don't, I'm, I, I don't have anything to give you. I am in my fight. And if you wanna be in this fight with me, great. And that's what we need. But I can't make you feel good about being here because that's not my job. And that's that's the difference. Like, I feel like with allies, you have to make them feel good about being here. And we're way beyond that. that point. I'm, yeah, I don't have the energy to do that. So I learned that, I guess, a better way of putting, the, uh, putting this was, yeah, I thought this was a co-conspirator. I learned that instead he was an ally. Um, if that, because... Who's this? They're going to remain, remain nameless. Um, I mean, like, in what context? Is this just a random person? I'd rather not say, because okay. this person might be listening. Got it. Um, and it was disappointing, because what came up was essentially the fact that they thought that they would remain silent if they noticed that a person chose not to sp- speak to me because I'm a Black person and chose to speak to them instead because they are a white person. Um, and that they would not, they would continue to, let's say, if they needed help, they would help them and not at all bring up the fact like, wait a minute, how come you just ignored my buddy over there, my brown buddy, if you will, um, <laughs> like at a minimum, because I just feel like, wait a minute, this is not okay. Like, let's say this is a scenario where it's, let's say you're my coworker and I notice like this person isn't talking to you because you are brown and 
I'm a white person now. I've never been a white person, but for this story, I will be a white person. And I notice they ignore you, Aisha. And then they come to me. I'm going to be like, oh, I noticed you just walked by Aisha who tried to greet you twice as you came through the door. It did, have you had like an issue with her in the past or, you know, and then at a minimum have them think like, oh, dip, like this person's calling me out on my shit rather than continue to help you with whatever the heck it is that you might need. And the person made it clear that they just didn't feel like it was their place to tell that person that they were doing wrong. Um, and I tried to explain to them that they have this, and I didn't use the word privilege, but essentially that's what it is. The, they have this privilege to be able to talk to someone who looks like them and have them listen to them versus me who doesn't look like them and they fear, quote, unquote. And that's not okay. Like, it's not okay to just stay silent. You're a white silence is your white consent. Like you are co-signing on this person for not treating me like another human being. And that is not okay by me. So that was mostly the gist of it without getting into too much context, which I apologize for because it, it gets rid of some of the juiciness, but I'm not okay with this. What has your experience been with allies, co-conspirators? I feel like in general, people have a, a decent enough moral compass where they understand on a surface level what is right and what is wrong but when it comes down to things being uncomfortable they're not ready for it and they are not there for it anymore um and you're kind of left alone and i think one thing that really stands out in my mind is last year on martin luther king day actually so about a year ago there was a black lives matter protest on the bay bridge which stopped traffic completely Mm -hmm. Um, and I was in that traffic Mm -hmm. and I patiently waited for whatever to happen, like whatever was going to happen to happen. And I missed work that day. And I remember this. Yeah. yeah, And I got a lot of apologies like, Oh, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. I can't believe that they did that. And like, uh, I'm like, do you realize that I am like, I do believe Black Lives Matter, and I don't understand why you're apologizing to me for somebody protesting because they believe my life matters. Like, why are you apologizing? Why are did you these sorry? Same people, did these same people apologize to you November 9th when everybody discovered that Trump was going to be our president and there were so many protests and so forth? Like, I'm They're, curious to see what their attitude was like that day versus on Martin Luther King Day. I feel like that day people were very preoccupied with themselves and their own feelings and their own emotions, which I get. Um, I guess it's in general. Like, the, after the Trump election, there were protests, you know, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious about if their attitudes were different that day because the message was, oh, shit, just hit the fan for real, for real, because now it's affecting them differently versus it being a Black Lives Matter protest. Do you get what I mean? Like, if they're if they felt inconvenienced as inconvenienced by having to stop in traffic in their car, January 20th or whatever Martin Luther King day, what is his birthday is the 15th versus the day after Trump got elected kind of thing. Um, see, I did a lot of traveling that week and I was actually surrounded in co-conspirators for the most part. Oh, that's right. You went to that. So thing. I, uh, I fortunately did not have to deal with, with that. Um, I was in a safe space that week, which was very nice. (laughs) Um, But what I did notice, at least via the internet, 
was just a lot of people being real hurt and ready to do something and organize. And I was just like, hey, hi. Um, <laughs> where were y'all? Like, why, why now? Because this mm-hmm. mess has been going on forever. And why now, now are, you, are you just now ready to organize? Because now we affect them as an individual, not just as a person that's a part of the human race that should care about their fellow person. Um, and I, oh, it just gets me so angry. And I will say there's another human being in my life who I also thought was a co-conspirator. And I just, admittedly, I made excuses for this person because they have witnessed people straight up be discriminatory against me and people, you know, share these or say particular microaggressions in front of me. And they would just like laugh it off, like, like awkwardly laugh it off when the person left. And I always assumed that it was because they didn't have the tools necessary to deal with it in that moment. And out, like, no, this is just what they thought should be done. That I personally, Laura Solis, the black girl, should be removed from the situation um, to allow for this to continue to happen more or less or to take care of my emotions, but not do anything about the individual who has just been outwardly racist towards me. Um, and the fact I'm that this sorry, person wait, loves- wait, I'm sorry, they, they thought that you should just not be there? That yeah, was like, a solution? As, as in, like, let's say someone treats me in a way because they're racist, that Laura should just go to the back room until this person leaves. Like, that is the solution. I'm sorry, what? Yes. I why, that, why do I you need to leave? As, right? I'm, right? I'm, right? I'm sorry. And to, to add another layer to that, Wait, I'm, did they this tell person, you to go into the back room? I'm sorry. How do you know no, they feel this no, no, way? No, 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 no. Because we had we had this conversation. Like, okay, so let's let's um let's have some hypothetical situations, and that is the solution that was presented. Yeah, that I should be removed from the situation in that time to avoid any, I guess. But how would the learning happen? That's that was my question, and the response was, I don't think it's my job to teach anybody. And it was like, and oh, all right. That's, See, that's but, uh, what right further upsetted me was that I, this person is probably one of the kindest people I know in the whole wide universe. And they love Jesus. Like, for better or worse, this person does try to embody, if you will, the ways that we are taught that so-called Jesus was. Okay. And despite that, still still feels that I should be removed from that situation rather than wanting that person should be to... called on their, their nonsense. Yeah. And it it hurt. Admittedly it hurt because this is a person that I have like come to like trust in many ways. And now it's just like, oh you're one of them. Now I have to put you in that box. And that's really unfortunate. Like you ain't down for it. You ain't not you're not my ride or die. Got it. Got it. They never claim to be, so that's on me for making that assumption about that person. That's you on know me. what they say, what happens when you assume, so. I know, my eighth grade teacher, Mr. Rivera, he wrote it down on the chalkboard. He wrote, mm-hmm. ask mm-hmm. Yeah, he told mm-hmm. me, he told us all. They tried to tell us. They sure, they sure did, uh, but anyhow. I saw the, you know, the if someone tells you who they are, believe them. Um, there's yeah. a thing going around that says, um, if they told you who they were in 2016, don't get amnesia in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> but New Year knew me. What you talking nah. about? New Year knew- nah, nah, I'm so <laughs> All right, all right. Um, do you think that there's a solution to this? Is there a way that allies can become co-conspirators? Or is there a way that, um, I, I feel like in that case, it might be a, a matter of, and I'm not making excuses for this man. Mm-hmm. Um, but is there the possibility that 
allies don't know that they're not doing enough. Like, how do well, you in this case? This person knows. Well, he in knows this now. Case, this person knows because I, because you know, I tell him. I just told him how I felt. What was and, what was on my heart? And he still felt the same way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Lord, no. Uh. Uh-uh, uh. No. And if anything, he tried to give me a scenario where he was in fact a victim of discrimination, and I was just like, oh, I need to go to the back. I need to go now. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. You I know, cannot. that's one really good way um, to get me to stop talking to you when you're like, well, but I like this is not. We're not, we're not having an oppression like, Olympics need, right need, now. Like, that's not what this and is. that's really what it started to feel like in that moment. <laughs> like, really? Really? And for me, I think it's a matter of, obviously, with anybody, they have to want to be a co-conspirator um, and learn about tangible next steps it's that they can take. completely a self-awareness thing. And I think it's yeah. really important to note that, yeah, everyone has their trials and tribulations if you will not like no one's got a perfect life but it's Absolutely a question not. of acknowledging this deep-seated systemic racism that white privilege protects you from and what you can do as a white person how you can use your privilege to combat that and pretty much I mean, and that's why, like, I couldn't be in a relationship because my significant other is a, is a, a white man. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that was. His um, leg. No, never mind. Go on. You're going to say if he likes mayonnaise? I was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Why did I think that, Laura? But why did I know that that was <laughs> Why do I feel that Anyhow. way? The point is, this oh, man has goodness, outwardly I've got some told me. To do. <laughs> you clearly do. You clearly. I'm curious, but see, then clearly I do too because I knew where you were going. With that. Where did we get this? Wow. Oh God. Both of us. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. We're gonna. I'm gonna look into that. Um, I don't know where that came from or why I feel like I felt that way. Um. No. Where was that going? Oh, okay. I wouldn't be with. A man, and in this case, my significant other is a white man. I wouldn't be with him if he, if I didn't think and know, no, if I didn't know that he was a co-conspirator. He has straight up told me, like, I will protect you, like, both physically, have there been mentally, emotionally, and because he knows of instances where we have been in places where you know I will see a Donald Trump mm. flag or whatnot, and he will squeeze my hand to just remind me that he's there, that he has my back, like. I that is a real fear. You show me an American flag, like a big American flag. Girl. I was on a, a ride yesterday. Actually, I found a, oh, I, I didn't meet him yesterday. I've known this black person, but I went on a ride with a black person yesterday. And he was like, yeah, I don't really stop when I'm riding through here. There was a house mm-hmm. on like a, mm-hmm. with a massive American flag. Like when I say massive, like the size of the building. Nope, nope. Nope. And there was like some, it was fire happening, like a barbecue or something. Cause I only noticed it because I smelled the smoke mm. and I was like, oh, something's burning. And I look up and I was like, oh Lord, no. And he's like, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't stop Pedal here. Faster. And I try and Pedal faster. I try and keep relatively quiet when I'm over here. And I'm like, that fear is so real. Like the fear of overly patriotic things, American flags, trucker it's hats. Funny, I mentioned this to elevated my pick-ups. coworker of mine. <laughs> Who I don't think she'll mind, cause she nah, no calls. names and I no names. Oh no, I'm not going to use her name, but I'm going to say that I believe she's a co-conspirator. Okay. Um, and I had mentioned this to her like early on when we had met about just like overly patriotic 
um, display. Camouflage. Oh, camouflage. And she had her own experience with that herself. And she is a white woman, um, Jewish, I'll add, down for the cause. Um, and she was like, Laura, I experienced that myself. Like, I got it. Like, the fear that just, like, you have this heightened awareness when you see these big old flags. And this was post-Trump being elected um, as our, you know, president-elect or whatnot. And she's like, yo, that shit is real. And I was like, yes, girl, yes. Like, it is, I mean, it was been real for me for the past several years, but yeah, like, welcome to my America. Um, I'm, mm, I know that when shit hits the fan, I feel like I already know who my people are mm-hmm. and you either with me or you're against me. Like, that's how it is. Like, I don't have time for, I, hand, to, I don't have time for handholding. Like, I don't, the information is out there if you seek it. It's literally so, life and death. Like, that's where we're at. Yeah. It's it's bad out there. Um, and if you don't see that, then you're not a co-conspirator. Plain and simple. Exactly. If you don't think it's that serious, you're definitely not a co-conspirator. Because it is and that like, serious. And we've spoken about the safety pin people. And I just want to say that when I talk about the safety pin people, I mean an ally is a person who wears a safety pin and thinks it's enough. A co-conspirator is a person who may or may not wear a safety pin and is right next to me when I'm boycotting or I'm protesting or, you know, they're showing up for me and for people that look like me and are experiencing life like me when shit hits the fan, like, and letting people know, like, the right is right and wrong is wrong. You can't ignore Laura just because she doesn't. But not even just when it hits the fan. They're there even before it hits the fan. They're there now. Oh, yeah, in they're the day there to always. Day. Yeah, just right now. And in the day-to-day when they notice you're not being treated like a human being. Do you yeah. feel that allies are, ne- like, necessary? Like, do you feel like, how do you, like, where do you put them in this in the scope of things? Because not for nothing, again, I it is like helpful to not be... have somebody to, um, it's helpful for somebody to not be actively working against you. But at the same time, I think it was one of those, um, you know, people always love these little Martin Luther King quotes, but he stated that mediocre white people, like mediocre in the middle, not not so down for it or not fully against it, are the most dangerous ones because you don't know what will happen when shit hits the fan, you know? That, that's not his exactly. quote. <laughs> that's no. not what he said. You, wait, but that was Martin, like... <laughs> Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. didn't say when shit hits the fan, you don't know what the white people gonna do? You didn't say that? I am I am summarizing the gist. <laughs> that was not the direct quote. I don't want to be like that. Why would you say it. that? <laughs> Those are the people, like even during our election time, um, even when when people are campaigning, that's who they're targeting, the undecideds, because they already know the direction that, you know, person A and person B is going. It's person C who doesn't, the undecided voter, that's who they have to influence because they know there's still a chance that they can convince you to go the other way. So yeah, you're the most dangerous person. If you are not wearing your Black Lives Matter flag on your face, not literally, of course, um, then you're not with me. You're not with me. Like you're losing me. So yeah, you're losing how... me with that analogy, but Sorry. I get it. I get it. <laughs> but yeah, allies, I don't know. Like, what does an ally do? Does an ally just like thumbs up a post? Do they, they, sign they, a they, fight, they fight on Do Facebook. they show up at the protest? That's what like happens. exactly, you a Facebook fighter? Like I don't need that. I don't Facebook need that. Facebook warriors. No, I don't. Mm. Let's let's move on. I'm 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 getting upset. Okay, we don't want that. <laughs> fix it like Jesus. Okay, so updates. There's so much to fix. The yes. Rockets 
no longer have to perform for Trump. And now all oh. of them are saying they don't want to. Like it's been, they've been given the choice and they're all saying no. Um, so oh, sweet. Good job, Black Jesus. <laughs> good work. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you remember that teenager that was um, pretty much assaulted by the police at a pool party in 2015. Oh, the black girl? The no, black she was like girl. 14, 15 years old? Yeah, I think she was 15. She's suing the police for $5 million. So do it, girl. Do it. Um, that's not necessarily what fixed state yet, was it in? but 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 what, progress what is progress is happening. Uh, Texas, um, city of McKinley. So uh, I think it was just like a outskirt kind of town. I don't think it was a. It wasn't one of the major cities that we know. Um, okay, but the things that still need fixing, for real, yes. for real. Um, just in case <laughs> there was any question of this, Dylan Roof isn't. No, sorry. don't say his name. Don't say his name. Uh, the devil. It's too late. I said it. I said it's it. There. It's out there. That mother. Mm. He, he ain't sorry. He ain't sorry. He, he, ain't, ain't sorry. he is not. He ain't sorry. <laughs> he ain't sorry. No, 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 no. He is not sorry at ah. all. Like, he wants you to know. Yep. He is not. Oh, and for the people in the back, sorry. the people who've been under the rocks, uh, multiple rocks, apparently, that is the individual mm-hmm. who shot and killed so massacred several i believe it was nine people um just last e- no two years ago Mm-mm. june oh yeah it's 2017 june 2015 yeah yeah um it was the Eman- he, emmanuel he, african methodist episcopal church in charleston um and he ain't sorry he is not sorry fix it and Jesus. remember when they were like he oh he's just he crazy like he just has uh, mental issues I'm going to read you this quote from Mr. Mr. Roof himself. Other than the fact that I trust people that I shouldn't and the fact that I'm probably better at constantly embarrassing myself than anyone who's ever existed, there's nothing wrong with me psychologically. So stop. All right? He ain't crazy. He is just racist and evil. Okay? And he's not sorry. He said, I am not sorry. I have not shed a tear (laughs) for the innocent people I killed. So he knows they're innocent. And he yeah. said he would like to make it crystal clear that he does not regret what he did. Crystal clear. How much clear are you going to get? How I think much, he got it. How much clear are you trying to get? Because I think crystal's pretty clear. And so he was sentenced to either life or death, right? Like that's next is deciding what his sentence is. Have they done the sentencing on him yet? He ain't getting out of jail, but it's a matter of are you going to leave in a body bag or in a body bag? It's just sooner or later. Um, yeah. Um... One more quote from Mr. Roof, because this one just, it just really drives that nail on in there. You ready for it? And then we will move on because it will make you upset. Brace yourself. Oh, he's 21, Mm. by the way. Okay. I do feel sorry for the innocent white children forced to live in this sick country. And I do feel sorry for the innocent white people that are killed daily at the hands of the lower race. I have shed a tear of self-pity for myself. I feel pity that I had to do what I did in the first place. I feel pity that I had to give up my life because of a situation that should have never existed. The lower race. Does he get like when he was convicted? Was he convicted like like with a with a count of like terrorism? Because how is this any different than a person? Mm. He killed. Was with, it like, nine people? Bomb? Was it nine folks? Yeah, I believe it was nine nine people. Yeah. Like, how is it different than a suicide bomber? I hope they gave him. I, I don't see, I don't believe in the death penalty, but see, times like this, times like this. He ain't sorry. 
He is not sorry at all. And he wants you to know that he is not sorry, that he is not crazy. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Fix it. Oh, yeah. We still still have other things for dear Black Jesus. There are still other things for you to fix. Okay. So in Philadelphia, which, mind you, is one of the blackest cities I have ever been to, um, Mm -hmm. on January 1st, they have a parade called the Mummers Parade, where people in Philadelphia are just walking around publicly drinking which blew my mind when I saw it. And they don't they, even have the brown paper bag it? They don't even bother. And they have this parade where all of these like groups, they kind of like marching bands dress up and they put on these little performances and they practice all year mm-hmm. for this. Every single year, there's somebody, some group who decides blackface is funny. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> without fail, there was a group who was pretending to be Black Lives Matter's protesters with a a sign that says winch lives matters there is blackface involved there are berets involved i cannot be bothered with these people i went to the the mummers parade one time in my life i will never ever go back because black jesus had to be a big fence that day and i was not pleased (laughs) jesus be a fence For real though, no, like I was just like, no. what, what in the world? How is this? What? Like, and it's oh. mind, mind, my mind was just blown. Like, and it, I, and you know, I'm not surprised that Americans can be racist and white folks can be racist and people can be. I'm not ever surprised by that, but it's always the degree <sighs> to which they can take it in a public venue that catches me off guard sometimes. The Mama's like, Parade oh, is one of those things. Where I was what just is, like, oh, that's right. <laughs> Merca. Got it. What is the history of the Mummers Parade? Is it supposed to be a racist parade? I can't remember. <laughs> but we'll, I, I don't we'll, care enough. <laughs> we'll post something. Y'all can Wikipedia it or something. You can look up the Mummers Parade mm-hmm. if you want. They've already taken up too much of my time. Coachella. Okay, so oh, y'all know. What's his name? Bonance is headlining a day of Coachella this, <laughs> this year. And Coachella? apparently, yeah, whatever. I ain't going. And um, apparently the owner, like the the dude who owns this music festival, mm-hmm. has supported anti-gay causes as recently oh. as 2014. Oh, no. And he's trying to be like, nah, that's fake news, though. That's fake news. I ain't do that. But see, people got receipts. They got the they got receipts. receipts. They got the receipts. <laughs> and uh, he gave a $10,000 grant to the Family Research Council whose entire thing is opposition to gay rights, abortion, and divorce. So... And I feel like the irony behind this for the people in the back is that Coachella, being the music festival that it is, brings out all of the flags, is what I'm going to put it out as. So, you know, there are plenty of people there who are openly homosexual, proudly, as they should be. Um, So the fact that, and I'm curious about like what percentage of folks go there because they feel like they can be so liberated and be themselves, um, whether that's, you know, gay person or otherwise. Um, And for this to be the case, like, wow, I wonder how this will affect. Or hmm. if it will. Or if it will. Yeah, that's why I got silence. I'm like, "Mm." because, you know, because the the one thing people will show up for is Beyonce. Now, it's a question. You think Beyonce going to show up? I don't know. She's probably under contract, though. She probably is, because this came out after she was already signed to headline. Shoot. Blue Ivy probably got enough money to, like, get her out that contract, but... 
I'm, yeah. I'm curious. Hmm. Fix it. Um, and the last thing I have this week, um, because I, you know, I just lined them up. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it was yesterday that this was really big. The Black Lives Matter or the BLM kidnapping is what they're calling it. Bullshit. Sorry. So Sorry. four humans of color kidnapped a disabled white man, yeah. tortured him, and put it on Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. Idiots. They're idiots. And um, they apparently Terrible like shouted people. out Black Lives Matter, F white people, F Donald Trump. And so they're mm-hmm. being... Uh, it's being considered a hate crime at this point. Um, th- okay, there are multiple things that annoy me about this. Somebody shouting out Black Lives Matter does not make them a spokesperson for the movement. Because the Black Lives do matter whether or not. Yeah, I believe Black Lives Matter. Occurred. I am not a member of the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm sorry, can you be a card-carrying member of Black Lives Matter? Okay, I'm saying that I've never shown up for a meeting. I have never gone to an event. It doesn't make me a spokesperson. Just because I'm Black, first of all, and just mm-hmm. because I agree that Black Lives Matter. It does not make me a spokesperson for the Black Lives Matter organizers. Because it's actually Which is the same as what you're saying organizers about that are these people that did this heinous thing yeah, to this Exactly. Individual. Gotcha. Just because they want to do something in the name of a, a movement that they clearly don't understand. Because from what I know about Black Lives Matter, this ain't what they're about. No. Nah. Um, does not mean that we need to shut down Black Lives Matter. Now, the other thing is Y'all want to boohoo cry about, well, why is nobody upset? And why is nobody protesting for this man? Because these folks have already been arrested and charged. Yep. So Because guess what? That happens real quickly when you're brown. Mm-hmm. So the, the, we don't have to worry about justice because it will be, be served in some capacity. Yep. There's yep. no need for us to protest. Black Lives Matter protests in the street when y'all kill somebody dead and nobody goes to jail for it. Nobody gets arrested for it. Nobody gets charged no for justice. it. There's no justice. Yep. There's no justice, and that is the difference. That's what it's about. That's why nobody protests, and that's why I'm not boohoo crying. That's why we, it's not that we don't care, but that's why we've moved on already because justice yep. will be served. Yep. And it's that simple. They don't get to come to the cookout. They don't get to come to the cookout either way because they're going to be in prison. <laughs> they're going to be in jail. <laughs> yeah, they'll be in prison. But even if they wasn't in prison, they can't come. They can't come. We, we're done. We're done here. We're not, nah. No. Absolutely not. Um, Oh, first, girl, girl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How do you feel about Idris Elba? Elba, He's excuse beautiful. me, Idris Elba. Ain't He's he beautiful. though? So <laughs> this beautiful, beautiful man, he is going to be participating in or in a show or it's a documentary. With, I know it's based off of his real life, which he has been training for several months to be a fighter. Is this um, a part of his initiative that, like, where he was trying to get people to do things that they didn't think that they could accomplish, but were still a part of their wildest dreams? Yes. So the name of it is called, it, it starts on Tuesday, January 17th, by the, by the way. Um, and it's called, I mean, hashtag Idris Fighter. But this grown, beautiful man is deciding that he's going to do this crazy thing, which is train his body, and we get to watch it on the Discovery Channel. So, so we just get to be- watch people try to beat up Idris Elba, or successfully. I believe so. I'm going to okay. post a video. And, I would also I mean, like to point out that we just mm-hmm. objectified this man, because you said, what do you think of Idris Elba? <laughs> and my immediate reaction was, he's beautiful. Like, that was the first yes, thing we, that, that I, is, We certainly did just objectify this man. We certainly um, did. He has so many I, other values qualities. 
Oh my he goodness, awesome. yes. He's a great cool. motivational speaker. He is so talented. He is rather intelligent from what I have observed at least. He is but so much more fair, than a handsome man. There's a but, fair amount of swooning that does happen in his presence. Um, correct. Okay. But you are so much more than what meets the eye, Mr. Idris Elba. Um, second okay. thing I wanted to share with you was there's this calendar. It's called, um, it's available on soulofamerica.com. Okay. And it's a calendar of black events around the country. Ooh. Um, and it'll, it's website, uh, the website tells you about like black cruises, black towns, black colleges. But I wanted to um, focus the attention on the national calendar of events because I think that's dope. Because admittedly, especially since I've moved away from home, I've been looking for more events that more people that look like me or where I can expect a lot of people that look like me to show up to. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited. And actually, did you know that February 27, <clears throat> February 27th is International Pretty Brown Girl Day? I'm sorry. Did you? Um, <laughs> according to uh, prettybrowngirl.com. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right yeah. then. Um, so there's that. But anyway, it's so much more than that. Uh, just to give you an example, they are of course host letting you know where around the country you can find some Dr. Martin Luther King. They have service events going on, which, by the way, MLKday.gov is a great resource for that. And they also mention them. Um, there's a Zora Neale Hurston Festival that's happening in Florida. Anyway, the point Sweet. is, if you want to find yourself some brown folks to hang out with at some great brown folk oriented events, soulofamerica.com slash events is a good place to check out. All right. Okay. We asked for feedback and we got it. Um, so we have a new segment called Pardon Me. No, 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 no. You ain't miss. saying it right. You ain't saying it right. You ain't saying it right. Pardon me, miss. And then that's the name of this segment. Say it again, Laura. Say it again, Laura. Pod, pardon me, miss. Pardon me. Okay. So this week for that. Because <laughs> I'm still working on Yes, Queen. Okay. We can't, we can't be oh, adding. We can't be adding too much to it. Mm-hmm. So we did get permission to use her first name, but we're going to change it just in case. And we're going to call her Katie. And her message was this. I hope you get this message. When you are asking if white people get excited when they see people of color represented in things, yes. But I really notice when people of color are not represented. There is an ad agency here in town. They are cute, but when they post on social media things that they are doing as an entire company, which happens pretty often, they are entirely white. It's insane. Out of that entire agency, no people of color. It's insane. Maybe there's a pale Latino in that mix, but I do not <laughs> think so. I play tennis with one of the employees and I want to tell her that they need to branch the fuck out in 2017, but I don't feel that I know her well enough and she's not high ranking in the company anyway. Sometimes I think of writing them anonymously. Also, once I reported to my college when they put out a new magazine and showed a crowd of, of a sea of white people. Um, she also, uh, she also mentioned that um, she notices a lack of diversity in school photos, wedding parties, et cetera. And she likes the way that we open our podcast with, did you meet any new black people this week? And it's so good and something that she needs to ask herself too. So that really resonated with me because I've only been asking myself that question because now I live in a place where it doesn't happen as often, the meeting yep. of black people. So if you've mm-hmm. always lived in a place where that never happens, maybe you don't notice you ain't met no black people in a while, you know, or ever. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know your life, but. But yeah, 
what do you think? I think that's dope. I, I one, just want to be really thankful to the fact that finally people are sending us messages. I'm really grateful that Katie took the time to send us a message because that's dope. Um, and if you want to do the same, you can send us a message at fixitblackjesus at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at fixitblackjesus. Um, but to address her question, because, hey, if you got questions, we got answers. What do you think would be a way for her to, like, ad- like to speak up in her town to this particular ad agency about diversifying their ads, I guess? Yeah. Like, what, um, what would she do? I mean, if she don't want to put... Aside from her anonymous letter. <laughs> <clears throat> I guess it depends on if you want to be forthright with it and, like, non, you know, you don't care for your anonymity. Anonymity? Wow. Anonymity. I live in the Menemony in the sea anemone. Oh man. Um, anonymity. I guess I don't ever say that word. I've never had to anyway. Oh. Um in order for Katie to speak up about this, if she chooses to just be forthright and let the folks know, like, hey, this is what needs to happen. I mean, it could just be like assuming they're like a Facebook page people or Instagram people, they have social media. It's like, hey, what's up with the lack of diversity um, in your ads? You know, we have brown people that live in our beautiful red state. <laughs> I'm sure she would not say that. In our beautiful state, too. Um, if she doesn't want to necessarily go to their offices, which I feel like most people won't do um, unless she already has a relationship with someone there that she feels is significant enough. Otherwise, yes, yeah, I don't an anonymous letter like every day. Every, every <laughs> day, nobody got time for that. Just, you know, the, the same letter. Spam it's fine. Them. Just, you know, copy, exactly. paste, and send. And maybe you put it in, like, a blue envelope. Change the subject. Oh. Moving on. Oh, boy. So we're now down to Bus How. Bus How? Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I woke up this morning, and Twitter had exploded. It exploded because Yahoo Finance. Ha, <laughs> fool. Somebody forgot to proofread the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> or so they want us to think. Mm-hmm. And it said, Trump wants a much nigger Navy. <laughs> Here's how much it'll cost and a link. Now, I'm going to throw this out there and just assume this time that they meant to write Trump wants a much bigger Navy, but it was too that's late. That's a possibility. It was a, that's a possibility. It was yeah. just way too late. Because Black Twitter took that hashtag and ran with it. They just took it like a baton and ran. <laughs> Float, Joe, go, go. go. Somebody started the Twitter at USS Deadass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I might have to get back on Twitter for this. Oh, gosh. oh my goodness. It was too much. Oh, it was too so good. much. I mean, and the B like, and the N are really close. They're next to each other on the They're keyboard. very close. It, but I understand how it happened. <laughs> But so some of my favorites were um, on the enlistment form. The first question, can you swim? Now, for the folks in the back. (laughs) Racist. There are, my husband included, there are a lot of people of color who do not know how to swim. That is one thing that is very common in Why don't they know how to swim, Aisha? Why don't they know how to swim? I'm going to hit you with the Issa Rae and just go with slavery. <laughs> um, yes. There's a, like, a lot of Black people are afraid of water. Um, and you can call it an irrational fear, but he's the second 
male of color that I dated who didn't know how to swim. Hmm. Um, do you know how to swim? Uh, I, I do know how to swim. Okay. Um, funny enough, my first like long time black boyfriend joined the Navy. <laughs> oh, uh, he <laughs> the, joined the- The regular, the regular the Navy. Regular Navy? <laughs> he joined the regular Navy, okay. No, uh, so he apparently yeah. knew how to swim. Um, More power to him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that hashtag, I just, it's, and it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, all right, the word, the N word, we're going to call it, because I know it makes a lot of folks uncomfortable. Um, How do you feel like, the first question that someone asked me when I told them about it was, is it racist? Like, what's happening Wait, on Twitter what, right ra- now? Is what racist? This hashtag, is it racist? Like, how Wait, do you- what's the hashtag? Is the hashtag N Navy? It's Nigga Navy. That's what it is. Oh, shit. It's hashtag N-I-G-G-E-R-N-A-V. I know. I know. Oh. I know. But like, oh, Laura. <laughs> They're taking a few steps back by doing this. But it's funny, though. I was very amused. But at oh. the same time. <laughs> oh. I mean, think about it this way. Because it's only funny. This, if we only don't use humor in this situation. Yes. Then... <laughs> we're going to be we're going to be angry and it's like how dare you yahoo i will and, admit mm-hmm. that it was more funny because of the fact that it originated from a typo like yeah. the oh, origins yeah. of the hashtag made me feel a lot better about it um like if it had been started in some other way i don't know if it would have gone on oh, gone over as absolutely. well it was clearly a mistake like yeah <laughs> i don't think anybody thought that yahoo finance was <laughs> was trying to be I don't racist. know. I don't know. I have made some assumptions about who I thought were my allies or called conservatives. So I'm just saying, I don't know. But when I, I tell you Black Twitter took this hashtag and ran. I love it. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on. I'm going to move I think, on. I think that's a good thing to do. Bus, how? As we know, our beloved Obama is going to be leaving office. And he, as is customary, is going to be hosting his farewell address. And that'll be on January 10th. Which, oh, that is my aunt's birthday. But that's not all that's happening January 10th. Isn't he doing it in Chicago? Yes, he's doing it in Chicago. So I hope our friend Sam is able to go. Um, I hope everything goes well. And you can watch it live on on the website, which is wh.gov forward slash farewell. I'm really sad that Obama is not going to be our president anymore. Like, heartbroken. <laughs> I think um, I'm more sad that Trump is going to be our president. <laughs> I, yeah, because honestly, it's a combination of sadness and fear. Because <laughs> um, it's like, I think this transition would have been a lot simpler if it wasn't going where it's going. Yeah. Although, yeah, yeah. Mm, I have no good things to say. So, it yeah. just makes it hurt so much worse. It's like, but but look what we had. Yeah. You could have had it all. Oh, no, 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 no. You know what comes to mind? That scene from um The Color Purple when they do it. When they clapping. <laughs> they clap. Oh, clap you learn the words. You oh, learn the words. Oh, oh no. Gonna try, but that's Yeah, does. that's like the emotion that I feel like he's just being taken away. Yes. We're just, you know, doing our hand games. And, yep. Oh, jeez. For the people in the back, watch, read. All the things are color purple. You must. Yes. Um, so you do right by me. <laughs> Everything you do. You told Harpo to beat me. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> Not for nothing, Oprah killed it, okay? Yo, that okay. ass, though. That ass. Um, okay. All right, it's time to go. Subscribe, review. Please send us 
um, your questions so we can answer them, rate us, interact with us on the social medias. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Fix It Black Jesus, or you can send us an email at fixitblackjesus at gmail.com. Dot com. I'm, I'm Aisha McGowan. And I'm Laura Solis. And this is Fix It Black Jesus. Bye. Bye. Please fix it Black Jesus. <clears throat> you told Harpo to beat me. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs>